Stormy, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, always, this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. The podcast is inviting young rock and metal fans to discover new music, feel the desire to connect with other people in the in the uh, music industry, and of course, feel accepted, which you all are here. Welcome to the show, everybody. This episode has an incredible band from Central Pennsylvania, where the, just when it comes to the connection for positivity that they create with not only their fans but with other people in the industry is is absolutely paramount and is a vital to their success and it is continuing to build up. This is a band that when it comes to that kind of like connectivity and success and positivity, think Patient 67. These guys follow that exact same moniker. Before jumping into it, I want to thank our sponsor for this podcast, which is Phoenix Fitness. So, of course, you guys know what's my favorite thing to do. Mosh pits and podcasts. But, of course, when it comes to this one, we're talking about mosh pits. You guys know I love going into concerts. I love going to mosh pits and going in from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band and not skipping a beat in between. To do that, I have to make sure that I am what I like to call mosh pit fit. So, I have to make sure that I can have enough cardio and have enough stamina to go that long and go the distance. I have to make sure that I am strong enough to deliver those hits and also take those hits from those absolutely big dudes who might destroy you. What's up, Nate? And have a blast with it. So I've got to be mosh fit fit. I got to be in the gym. I got to do a lot of cardio. I got to lift a lot of weight. But I also make sure I prepare my body right and recover my for my body right to make sure that I am achieving my fitness goals and can continue to do this day in and day out and stay mosh pit fit. So that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They offer many different types of supplements to help you achieve your fitness goals and become mosh pit fit, such as different types of pre-recopo, stim and stim free. I use their stim free stuff because I do not need any extra energy than I already have. They also have different types of B-sub recovery compounds to help your muscle absorb the nutrients directly after workout. Different types of creatine help you build muscle. Different types of protein help you build muscle. Whey-based protein, collagen-based protein, plant-based protein. I use their whey chocolate malt flavor because that's good stuff. Different types of malt flavors and literally thing anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. Phoenix Fitness has so our listeners get 15, not 15, I should say, 20% of use code cpp 20 fxcom Thank you, Phoenix. Thank you once again. Link description of the podcast. It's our feature presentation. We have eternal frequency on the podcast. And this one is all positive every step of the way. And there is a crazy idea for an N64 style bet that happens in this one. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. Thanks to my perusing around Facebook and trying to connect with people, someone from Facebook said, hey, you should check out this band. You might be interested in them. Check them out for the podcast. So we did. We checked them out and bing, bang, boom. It is all happening here. This band out of central Pennsylvania has a lot of things going for them. And if you want to know where you can find them playing live that might not be in the Pennsylvania area, well, why don't you go to Blue Ridge 2023 because they're going to be playing out there and they've done a lot of incredible things before that even as well like run dmc why does that mean you'll find out soon enough so please please welcome amel justin aj and tyler and of course loki to the corporate rush podcast hey! so everyone welcome to the corporation what podcast what's up what's up, what's up? <laughs> I'll say in that intro, I had to make sure that loki got in there too because i mean look at loki just Isn't majestic I've had him since he was like literally this big and he's my best friend. I love him. So so he has to be in here for the whole entire thing, even if he's just looking around like what's going on. I'm exactly. Just here. Exactly. Well, it's either that or he's gonna be on the other side of the camera and he's just gonna start going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. he does. 
So, so, so no matter what, he was going to end up on the camera at some point. So Absolutely. I'm glad that he's going to be here through the whole entire thing. But before we get jumping into it, how has how are you all doing today? Like, I'm just happy to have you here. So how's everybody doing right now? Yeah, doing th- well. thanks for having us. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Tired. How are you doing? Okay, first off, that is the first time anyone's actually asked me how I am doing. So Are you kidding oh me? I am not kidding you. <laughs> Shit. So first off, thank you. And I am a little bit tired as well because the leading up to this, I went through three what three concerts, three different cities, three straight nights in a row, and each oh of them God. was mashi 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 good time. So Who'd you see? Uh first night I was up in Green Bay, Wisconsin to see Wage or uh Beartooth and Trivium. Nice. And then okay. second night I was in where I live in Milwaukee for Beartooth and Disturbed. And okay. then I went down to Chicago the following night for Spite and Wage War. Nice. Oh my god. Nice. All all nice. three great all three great shows. You must be sore. Good God. <laughs> oh, you should I woke up on Saturday morning and just went to the gym and it's like I literally took off my shirt just like taking a look at it and it was like scratches all over the place, bruises Ooh. everywhere, and I just looked at myself, I'm like, we're doing this. And I looked. I also thought about too. I'm like, this is this is this is preparation for the festival runs I'm going on in July and in September. I'm like, yeah, get prepared, bodies for this. Let's go. <laughs> but that's just that's just that's just how that's just how it is. It's like if there's gonna be a concert where there's gonna be a you know there's gonna be heavy music and there's gonna be a mosh pit form. I'm just like a little kid on Christmas. You see, like that, that sees the bike under the tree. I'm just like, <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> You are a brave soul. You are a brave soul. Can't do it anymore. No, can't do I it can't anymore. Do it anymore last uh, last one I did was We Came as Romans, and I got my ass kicked. Oh. Holy crap. I'm just too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I got shot from the other side of the mosh pit. From one side to the other, I had a tray you show, and I was like, oh, all right, I'm done. God. Can't do that anymore. No. Uh, I'm, 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 my heart sank a little bit now because I'm like, I was hoping at some point in time, in some random way, I could mosh with everyone from Eternal Frequency. But if you guys have either retired or it's like, nope, I ain't We're going in there. We're not that cool. You know what? It was one time I was accidentally in a mosh pit for Lamb of God. I didn't, it was my first Lamb of God show ever. And you know how that is. I had no idea what was coming. And I was just smack dab in the middle of that shit. And I almost fucking died. It was the first time I ever experienced a panic attack in my life. I was like, oh, my God. I, like, crouched down on the floor. I was in, like, a fetal position and I had to get my, my friend to get me out of there. I was like, get me out of here. It was awful. It's like in the fetal position. Find a happy place. That's exactly Find it. Find a happy place. I was so scared. There's no, there's no happy place from Black Label. No, 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 no. So now they're on it. What was your favorite mosh pit you've been in? Mine, oh dear God! Um, or like Wall of Death, whatever. Uh, shoot. Uh, my favorite Wall of Death of all time, though, had to be Blue Ridge twenty twenty one. I was seen falling in reverse play, and this, and they were a pot that closed with Popular Monster. Oh and, shit! And right when the breakdown hits, I go from my side. I'm the only one that goes, and twenty other people are rushing at me. And my first thought when I when I saw that was, fuck. This is going to be fun. (laughs) I hit people and all of a sudden I got flown backwards and I'm like, everyone's on the ground. I've got my hands over my head like this. And I'm wondering like, okay, why is no, like, you know, the rule in the mosh pit, when someone falls down, you pick them back up. Why is no one helping me? Well, because everyone else was already on top of me and the crowd was trying to pick everybody else up. I was just going to be the last one. I was like, oh, okay. But maybe the, (laughs) maybe my favorite of all time may have been welcome to Rockville last year seeing, we came as Romans because they had a they they had a 
rained shortened six song set. They're supposed oh, to be ten, but the rain cut it to six. But the rain started like a minute before they went on, and it was hot as all hell that day. It was like ninety five degrees and humid, and then the rain comes and the temperature dropped twenty degrees. So nice. now it's muddy. People are finally cooling off, and people get that jolt of energy, and the rain just kept coming heavier and heavier. Is that the one heavier. that they canceled after like the first after after the first day? Um, the first full day from last year for Welcome Rockville went. All, like completely went fine the yeah, second day they canceled day, the rest of it right no they they canceled they canceled the headliners for day two and day three because of the rain oh okay and i wasn't that gotcha. mad when they canceled the headliners because i'm like i just wasn't as big in the headliners but on the, the third day when they canceled when they were like had a rain delay and it's like okay now they're trying to reconfigure everything they had five bands left and they only could go with four because they had four stages and the one they pulled the plug on made me mad it made me real mad because they pulled the plug on Rise Against, and I did not. Oh, like that. that's shit. dirty. That's freaking dirty. Mm. They, so, they, but you just saw them recently. You told me so. You got some redemption later on. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because they did that three like the three day in a row shows at the Metro in Chicago, and I went the second, the third day. Yeah, there it is. So you and, still at least got your Rise Against fix. Oh, I still got my fix. I'm like, it, for me, it's just like. Put it into my veins. Yeah, <laughs> no, they're fantastic live. I've seen them at festivals as well. Great. I'll say you, and if you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get a chance to see them again this year too, playing Blue Ridge, and they got announced playing Blue Ridge. So mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah. Oh, what a good segue. V- yeah, very right. good segue because Eternal Frequency is playing Blue Ridge 2023, and I know a bunch of bands that are playing there. I love hearing about the stories about how these bands got on there, and now it is your turn. So, how did you guys get on the lineup for Blue Ridge 2023? Um, I'll say hi, Loki. <laughs> Loki's being an attention whore. That's what we talked about. Okay, you sit right there. Um, <laughs> Loki, Loki's not going to Blue Ridge, right? No Blue Ridge. No Blue Ridge. Loki looks a little disappointed that he's not going to Blue Ridge. <laughs> um, basically, it was just luck. Like, like anything, you know, you try your best and you put good music out there. You put yourself out there and you just hope that someone bites and that's pretty much how it happens so just, just pure luck just like you know what we just threw it out there we we tried we thought about something we just put our hat in their name into the like our name into the yeah, you know hat like we, we threw our hat we, in the we, ring called that's the what happened that's basically i mean when we did rocklahoma last year that's how we got on as well it's just we we were trying for years to get on blue ridge and we just never got any bites and then this year we just I guess it was our just our chance. It was our lucky chance this year. I think it's funny because nobody believes us when we say that either. They're just like, "How much did you pay? How much did you pay?" Nothing. We didn't pay <laughs> you know, anything. Or, or like, uh, you know, who did what questionable favors to get there? <laughs> you know, but no, there wasn't any. It literally was just luck. We, we basically said, "Hey, we're interested," and they were just like, "Well, we're interested in you." So. <laughs> Cool. See, because whenever I, especially this year, when I've talked to other bands that are playing Blue Ridge, and I ask them how they got on there, no one has ever done anything questionable. No one has ever done the pay to play thing. It's always been kind of more the, you know, just the either the sheer luck or just people have not stopped commenting them on all the Blue Ridge stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they have to take notice. It happened right. with Patient 67, it happened with Saving Vice. And now it's like, well, you guys, it's just, you've been trying to get on there for a number of years. And now it's just, they finally took notice. And one thing that kind of speaks to, along with the Rocklahoma one from last year too, is 
you, you keep putting this stuff out there. You keep trying to keep trying. And you know, there's the, the, the second best answer you can get is no, because then, you know, the best answer you can, of course can get is yes, because then it's like, hell yeah, we got it. But you kept putting it in there. You kept trying, you kept trying to get this stuff. And it's the whole classic, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. If you wouldn't be trying it, then for sure you wouldn't have gotten on it. If you wouldn't have tried to get on the Blue Ridge Live, you wouldn't have been on there going into 2023. Right. right. That's exactly it. It's, a, it's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Got to give mad props to those people that are at Blue Ridge as well. Like John Sly and all of his team, mm-hmm. those they're just, they're fans. They're, mu- they're music lovers. Like, uh, I, I yeah. honestly... I would actually get into a pit with John Sly. I think that'd be awesome, you know, <laughs> yeah. because one, he's got a very, very shiny bald head and I, I, I know who to go for and stuff like that. I know who's got my back. They're just, they're just cool dudes. They're just like music fans that just said, Hey, yo, let's put together a festival. That's unlike any other one. And they've succeeded. Yeah. I mean, it's, I find there's so many festivals out there that it's just, you can tell it's just a cash cow. But with Blue Ridge, you know, it's it's so apparent that they care about the music and the fans first. And that's what I respect about it. That's what we all respect about it. And that's why we're so honored to be on this lineup this year. I mean, even you take a look at the lineup from the past couple of years as well, and you take a look at the bands that they're able to book, the acts are able to get, the artists are able to put on there, and the amount of them too, and you wonder, just how the hell is this all possible? And it's just because yeah. it's one after the other after the other. It, it, it just, I mean, they recently just announced like uh, uh, Till from uh, Till Lindemann, yeah. Yeah, they just announced I'm him. So part. And it's just like, are, so how? Just how the hell is this happening? Reputation. And how does this happen? Yeah, and how does this happen every year over and over again where these lineups are just absolutely massive? It it's is the reputation, you know? Everyone wants a piece of it. They want to be like, you know, what's, what, what is this all about? You know what I mean? And then yeah. they want to get a piece of it. And then, you know, here we are. You know, and then like the Till Lindemann thing, that's huge. That's freaking huge. Like we're all huge Ramstein fans. So it's like, we can't wait to catch that set. <laughs> now, now when for the festival, because I know you're playing, I don't know what day you're playing. I mean, it's probably the schedule's not announced Yeah, we don't yet, know but, yet, no. Yeah. But the, are you planning on going for all four days then? Just yes. because oh, it's yeah. like this yeah, is Yeah, we'll experience. be there the whole time. We have lots of like our fans going and there are you, you're like Blue Ridge regulars that they usually go mm-hmm. anyway. So we'll be like hanging out with them and stuff like that. It's going to be a good time. Oh, that's perfect. Because then at the same point in time, you get to hang out with all the people that are consistently your fans. You get to just have an experience with them and they get to have an experience with you. That's going to be unlike anything else. On top of that, you know, you're going to say you play day one or day two. And all of a sudden people see, see that show, but then they're walking around day three, day four, and they still see that you're there. Mm -hmm. Now there's going to be a connection point there. They're going to want to come up and potentially say hi, even if they're like skittish and just, I don't know if I should do this because I saw them up on playing live and now I'm scared. No, but then all of a sudden you might just go over and just give them a whole wave. And then it just makes their whole entire day. It makes their whole entire weekend. That's exactly what we did with, uh, when we played Rocklahoma last year, that's exactly like we, we built a friendship and a family before we even got there. Yeah. You know, we were in like all of the Rocklahoma groups and just developing relationships yeah. with everybody. And then by the time we got there, we were already like tight with everybody yeah. like this. So we didn't play till Sunday, but we were hanging out and doing our thing with everybody. And then once we got to playing on Sunday, everybody was there. <laughs> like we had a huge freaking crowd and, and it was just a great experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, now that is one of the smartest things I think any band could possibly do, especially if they're playing a festival, is get into those groups 
that of that the festival has put together, especially online, or that fans have put together, and become a massive member of that fan of that of that group for a number of reasons. One, you get to know more people, you get to connect with more people, and yes, it's going to draw potentially more people to your show. But at the same time, you're going to go out there and you're going to have these connections with people. You're going to have more confidence going out there. You're going to have this comfortability mm-hmm. going out there, knowing that when you go out there, there's going to be a lot of people out there that you have had conversations with you've commented on their stuff back and forth with each other you've built up these relationships so it's you're not going out there it's like oh i tried to draw these fans there no i'm going out there i'm seeing a whole bunch of my family members out there having a blast listening to our music and of course the crazy guys in the mosh pit going nuts and then hopefully at one point in time me in the middle of it just going like yeah <laughs> that's exactly it that's exactly it <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. I mean, I I think about like some other bands that have done that too. I mean, pay, I use Page Sixty Seven again because they're like the fantastic at it from what I've seen, and just kind of you seeing how you have done it as well, just from that Rocklahoma store. It, it makes so much sense. So that when going going into Blue Ridge, I'm assuming you're already in those Blue Ridge fan groups. I'm assuming mm-hmm. you're in, you're connected with so many people outside of the people that you already have connected with, just through your time as a band and that are the Blue Ridge regulars, but just being able to create that standpoint to the point where you're going to be going up on stage and you're not going up in front of just like 500 people. You're going up in front of like, you know, potentially like three, 4,000 people that are going to be right. there like, hey, I want to go check this out because when I was there in 2021, I saw one band pull that off where it was smaller stage. You're expecting maybe like, you know, three to 400. It was something like three to 4,000 that ended up actually watching mm-hmm. them. And it was all based on what they did 20 minutes before the set, which was hysterical. Oh, what was that? So it was a band called Seasons from Richmond, Virginia. What they did was um, they were going on their side stage. It was like 20 minutes and the stage was right next to where like one of the main stages and Wage War was going to play on that main stage. But they're going to play right after Seasons was done. And seasons during their sound check and during like just getting everything set up and ready to go, their vocalist was trying to talk to as many people over at the Wage War show and like, hey, you know, come on over here, come over here, hang out. We got 20 minutes for you guys, but trust me, we'll be done before Wage War goes on and you're going to like us just as much as Wage War. But because the thing that I thought about that was, well, he's telling them that that they want to go see Wage War, but they're still going to be able to see it. Because they're going to be done by the time wage war goes on. Yeah. So you're not going to miss out on that. And all of a sudden, people started coming over. People started coming over. They went Smart. on, and they were a metalcore band, so they just came out swinging. And the whole like this this crowd just kept growing and growing. Mm-hmm. It went nuts. They had a lot of fans there. And by the time it was over, the next five minutes, wage war was absolutely packed, and everyone was still just all amped up, ready to go. And then smashy, smashy time happened, and everyone was wow. And, That's and, super smart. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so if, so so if, if you're on a stage and you just take a look at what bands are playing around you and if there's mm-hmm. one that you can connect with it's like hey those fans would like our music and they're gonna be playing right after us see if you can find a way to make that connection with the fans that are crowds like hey come on over here you never know yeah. what might happen no well i would go really, the blue ridge community is also very large and they go everywhere i went mm-hmm. to see nothing more the other week and i saw at least five shirts of blue ridge shirts just in our area so I went up to them and did a mention like, hey, uh, you plan on going this year? By the way, you know, this is my band name. We're from the Harrisburg area here. We'll be there as well if you want to come check us out. So it's it's amazing to see just the reach that Blue Ridge has had. And just as you pointed out, the loyal the loyalists that go there. And they just, they're proud to wear their shirts wherever they go and whenever they have the chance to do such. 
But yeah, because I, I know people that still go back there every single year from areas where I'm at. I went in 2021. I did not go in 2022, and it doesn't look like I'm going to go this year. Just there, there's, you know, I can't, I can't go to every festival, we'll put it that way, yeah. <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah. And But you know what? I'm still going to try and make it out as many as possible. Will I end up going back to Blue Ridge at some point, though? More than likely, yes, because that lineup is always just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. But Hopefully, the next time I go out there, hopefully, Eternal Frequency will be playing, and hopefully, <laughs> you'll be playing on one of the main stages. That'd be so sick. That's, That's the, the dream. That's the goal, right? <laughs> that is the absolute goal and the dream, but it seems like from one thing I noticed recently, I mean, you got to live out a certain dream coming and playing with Run DMC, so how did that all happen? Because I, you know I was going <laughs> to ask about it, and I'm very curious. When I saw the Facebook post, I'm pretty sure it was right before... I was ready to go and mosh for wage war when I saw it. So oh I was my like, god! <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I get to see, ask about this in literally two days. Remember it. <laughs> well, that well, it started out as um, uh, all of us Eternal Frequency were opening for this band called Galactic Empire, um, which are also two of the members in that band are our producers who record our music for us. So we had had this booked for months that we were going to open this show. And then I'd say probably about a month ago is when they announced that um, Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC, the DMC aspect of it, was going to be doing an encore performance at the show. And we're like, oh, that's cool. Like, we all, like, woke up to it, you know, in the morning we saw, like, the flyer. We're like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like how it happens. Um, And then a week ago, maybe a little little more than a week ago, um, one of the members from Galactic Empire who's also our producer messaged me and was like, Hey, they need someone to do hype parts for Daryl. They need someone to do the Steven Tyler vocals for walk this way. You're the perfect person for that. Can you do it? And I was like, uh, fuck yeah. Like I wasn't going to say no to that. So that's, that's how it happened. Like literally just like that. (laughs) Holy shit. Speechless. That was he left him speechless. Just throw it out there. <laughs> yeah, and and that's something that never really happens either. It's happened a couple Dude, of times. Never in my but... life would I have imagined that ever happening. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just it just and the fact of the matter of how that all came through when it comes to you just you know opening a show for Lactic yeah. Empire and then okay, so Run DMC is gonna get at okay. They need someone to do some of the hype parts. They need someone to do Steven Tyler's vocals, and you are the perfect person to do it. So you're gonna do it. And your pro- your brain probably like froze for like a couple of seconds. Like, um, <laughs> first of all, I got to process that this is actually happening. This is real. And also, yes, <laughs> it's happened. We played the show and I still haven't come to grips with it yet. It's like shit like that doesn't happen, especially like to like people like us or like people like me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking random, but it's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> But in a way, you know, you say that that doesn't happen to people like you, but in a way, you know, it kind of does. And just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. It's we have something we talked about earlier with the Rock Lahomas of the Blue Ridge stuff. It's what you've been doing with your music and how you've been trying to make it work. How you've been trying to get your name out there. How you've been trying to connect with so many people. It's by making those connections and making those positive connections so that you are, you know, Every time your name gets brought up, every time Eternal Frequency gets brought up, the positive emotions in our brain end up triggering. We think about the music. We think about the people in the band. We think about how all that makes us feel in the positive. So when something like this happens where, hey, 
something random, by random chance something happens, and we need someone to do Steven Tyler's vocals from Walk This Way during the Run DMC set of it. Who can do it? Well, your name's in their mind, and all of a sudden, boom, we're going to pick them. Rocklahoma, you kept working at that. Boom, they end up picking you up. Blue Ridge kept asking and kept asking, kept asking. All of a sudden, nope, now they're watching you, and now it's 2023 time, and boom, it happens. So stuff like this does happen to people like you, because of the positive, you know, vibes and the positive message and the positive impact that you're having on so many people that you're connecting with. That's awesome. That was All right, well, I accept the explanation. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That, w- that was really awesome. Thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And the, and the reason I say that is because I've been doing these podcasts for this is my fifth year doing this talking to as many bands as possible, talking to over, I would say, between 300 and 350 at this point, there's always a certain commonality when it comes to certain artists or certain groups or certain people getting those like specific crazy instances and those specific crazy things that happen to them. And it's, well, why is that happen? Well, because they are constantly working at it, but they're constantly working at it and they're creating a positive impact on the people that are around them, whether it's immediately within their band, whether it's within their local scene, whether it's the with the scene as a whole online or even across the world through latches, whatever it might be, or even just in the music industry in general. Those are the people that are constantly, you know, getting those extra steps, getting the, you know, the positive press behind them and getting the people to say, hey, I want to go work with them. Hey, we need someone to open for us. Boom. I want that band. I've heard it with. I've heard it from Patience Seven. I've heard it from Kingdom Collapse. I've heard it from Avoid. There's many others. And now Eternal Frequency gets added to that just based off of the work ethic and the positivity you're putting out into the world. Wow. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> you're Thank kind of you. like leaving us speechless. Yeah. You're Thank so- you. Thank you so much. No, seriously. that's. Thank you so much for that. I mean, it's kind of like, in a, you know, I'm leaving you speechless now in a revenge from you leaving me speechless in the whole run DMC thing. So I <laughs> take that in, in the best way possible. He's really nice too, like Daryl. He's, I was fully prepared to like walk into that room, like, cause we had rehearsal the day before. I was fully prepared to be like, you know what? He's going to be like, you know, you stay over there. You stay in like in your corner. Don't talk to me. You know what I mean? Cause like, I didn't know him. You know what I mean? Like he's such an icon. He's a legend, you know, he's. He's, I call him the father of hip hop. He's the father of hip hop and rap to me. So it's like, I was like not prepared for, he's a teddy bear. He is straight up just like a teddy bear, the nicest guy, warm, encouraging. He was like, the minute I got in there, he's like, ML, grab your microphone. You, you know, you take over that stage, girl. You do this, you do that. He just gave me like full range to like whatever I wanted to do. He's like, if you want to sing a line, you want to do this line, you want to do that line, go at it. You're killing it. And I'll never forget when, after we practiced everything and we did, it was, he has a new song coming out called Metal Man. So he premiered that at that show. Um, We did It's Tricky. I did Hype Parts for that. And then we did obviously Walk This Way and I did the Steven Tyler parts. And after we were done practicing, he looked at me, he fist bumped me and he was like, "Your, your voice, these songs these songs, your voice is what was needed on these songs. And to hear that from someone who, you know, is such a pioneer and did so many amazing things and say that my voice was what those songs needed, his songs that he wrote, like that's, I've never gotten a better compliment than that in my life. It was unbelievable. 
oh, and no wonder why, you know, even a couple days later, you're still like living that high. And you're just wondering, did that actually happen? Is this real life? <laughs> I, I have I have no words for it. It, it changed my life. It really did. Almost this time last year, we were playing a show in Ohio and we actually took a trip to Cleveland and went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was like we were looking at Run DMC's exhibit mm-hmm. and we were just like, wow, that's freaking awesome. Right next to Michael Jackson. A year later, she's on stage with him. It's It was it was surreal. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, and he he watched our whole set. Like when we played, he literally was side stage to, originally to watch our set, and then he went out to the crowd to do some of like the crowd participation stuff when we were playing. And the fact that he even did that, he took the time. To, you know, he could have easily been like, "Oh, I have better things to do," but he made sure that he was there, that he arrived to catch our set, and it was such an honor, such an honor. It's it's stuff like that that. I've heard many stories about, and not just like, I'm not talking about running teams, I'm talking about just stories from musicians in general where other musicians that are, you know, much further along in their careers or, you know, have that place in pop culture where it's like, oh my God, these people are the shit kind of thing, where they're working with them or playing a show alongside them and just having that positive interaction, it means so much. And you're seeing that happen right there. And we're talking about with Daryl as well, you know, looking back at and run DMC back in the 80s. In, once that walk this way like collaboration came out that was really an inflection point to where rap music really broke into the mainstream for all of america and has continued to just keep getting bigger and bigger ever since then that was the inflection point to get a lot of people into it because now you saw the mixture between what it could do between you know its style and how it worked alongside a style like rock because of just that collaboration it worked out so well so to have someone like that you know they could be the biggest person had the biggest head the biggest ego in the world but for them to connect with you like that that's going to be something that you take with you forever that's something you're never going to forget and doing stuff like that you know getting the crowd pumped doing the crowd participation stuff watching your whole entire set there's you know, there's there's a lot of people that are great people in the music industry, but there are few people that would go out and do something like that for a band that is just, you know, might be open for them and just create this whole entire experience so that you're going to, you know, remember this throughout the rest of the time. And in a certain way, you know, it's kind of, I would say you could take inspiration from it, but you, you're already doing it. You're already connecting with so many people. You're already creating that positive impact for not only for just maybe other bands that you're working alongside, but for so many of the people that are in the crowd as well. So many fans, so people that don't even know your music that you're connecting with online through these groups, through Rocklahoma, through Blue, all this stuff. It's you're creating that positive impact and you're seeing what happens when that positive, as you continue to grow, what that positive impact can mean, not only to fans what you're doing right now but as you continue to grow and other bands are coming up you know later on in life you're gonna have to be able to have that positive connection with them and you're gonna be able to be able to create those moments where they say man i got to go on stage and perform before eternal frequency and the whole entire band was just hanging outside stage watching our whole entire set then they jumped in the crowd we're having a blast watching us it's something that they're never gonna forget because you just you, you just you know i don't know what's the proper word you just, it's like you're already embodying that. It's just going to keep growing. Yeah, that's why you should always strive, you know, no matter how big you get to just treat people with respect and, you know, just care for people, be there for them because you were, you know, if you make it to the top, you were once them. You know what I mean? Think about how much their lives are going to change because of something that you're going to do. It may be so little in your head, but it's going to mean the world to them. You know what I mean? And Daryl changed all of our lives that day. He really did. 
Yeah, and, and in the scope of time too, you know, maybe by this time next year, it's that moment won't register as powerfully with Daryl just because of other things that might be happening in his life. But that moment, what he was able to do for all of you, it registered so powerfully where it's gonna be something you take forward in your lives and just continue on that. I've heard stories of other guys like like Jacoby Shacks from Papa Roach having those moments as well, doing that with people. I've had people on the podcast that say like Jacob, like an interaction with Jacoby Shax is what's got him to pursue music. And it's just like, yeah. those moments mean so much to so many people. And, and the thing is, is it could be to pursue music. It could be just to, it could be just to, you know, maybe quit their job or something like that, or just be feel more comfortable with themselves. Or it could be something as simple as, you know, giving them hope to stay alive. It could be something as simple, but mm-hmm. as large as that, just that positive interaction could be that one thing that turns someone's life around because they look at that as a massive turning point of positivity. Mm-hmm. Right. 100%. And to build up that, I would say even at shows we played, but uh, we also like going to concerts as individuals and we've hung out with people. We've encouraged people to come talk to us anyway. And we've said, we've hung out with people at other concerts that we're not even playing. And that's blown people away that we're just like, no, come up and chat with us. Like, we cool. And we've had people who have posted plenty of stuff praising that because that's just, just how we are. We love music as individuals and we love playing it together as well. Yeah. And that's just adds the positivity because, again, you're continuing to embody all of that. Now, now, let me ask you about this. So those moments where, you know, you're going to those shows as music lovers, as music fans, and you get to meet these people. Is any is there any like instance that just stands out to you as like the coolest moment that you've had happen in a space like that where you're at a show connecting with people, even if it's one that you're not playing? Like I'm always curious to hear about these stories. It's hmm. a good question. I'd say actually recently I had one. Actually, at a show we just played. Uh, there was a gentleman named Andrew that uh, he worked at a haunted attraction out this way that my one of my older bands played like seven years ago, give or take. And uh, I saw him right away. I forgot his name, unfortunately. But I saw him. I was like, dude, I know you. And I, I gave all the information. And apparently he told other people that he was quite surprised that I actually remembered who he was. But I think it was just something like that where it's like, that's just how I am. And that's how we are. We, we try to remember as many people as possible. So uh, just stuff like that on my personal experience. That was my moment, I'd say. I mean, this is like, like, that's a long time to not re- like to try and remember somebody, even if you don't remember their name, but it's like, if you remember their face and it's like, I know you from somewhere. And if it's some say, you know, if, if through music, exactly. And you're trying to like, I remember you from somewhere and you're trying to like, I remember maybe it was from this, from this. And when it comes to music, if that's something where that person is so heavily connected to the music or to the band and it's just like, wait a minute, you know, this is my name. And it's like, I'm sorry, I didn't remember your name, but I remember your face. I remember you listen, remember how much, you know, you loved our music. It's something where the fact that you remembered them and had a positive relationship in your mind between them and your music, that's going to mean the world to them every step of the way. If they're if they're having the if they're having a great day, that's just going to make that day even better. They're going to be running on cloud nine the rest of the day. If they're having a terrible day or just having a bad point in time in life, that might be again the thing that turns it around. That might make a bad day a good day. That might make a terrible day a day where it's like you know what today wasn't so bad because. This happened, this happened, this happened. But I got to meet I got to meet my favorite band out of nowhere. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we always try to keep that in the back of our minds for sure. 
See, now it's going to be something where it's going to, it's might become like a, a thing of lore for Blue Ridge now after this year where, you know, eternal frequency is always going to end up playing there and it's, well, you never know what's going to happen because they're going to end up walking around the festival. They're going to be in the crowd and you, it's like, it'll be like a, it'll be like a bingo card type thing. Like mosh with eternal frequency, see eternal frequency <laughs> in the crowd, get a picture with them L. uh, just, it's, you can make like literally make a bingo card out of it and see who gets the most out of their bingo card. And then all of a sudden, whoever wins, um. I don't know, but something. It's funny that you mentioned that because we actually did that at Rocklahoma. We actually had a scavenger hunt using ML. Yeah. So basically everybody, <laughs> there were actually prizes that if like, if you found ML, took a selfie with her, tagged us and everything like that, you'd actually get prizes. Cause we were literally just walking from campsite yep. to campsite, ordering burgers off of vendors and stuff like that. Yep. And we turned it into a where's, where's Waldo, where, where's ML, <laughs> you know, game. Straight up. For four Straight days. Up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, how the hell did I just get on this like potential idea for a bingo card? And then you guys have pretty much done something like that in a completely different aspect. You're full of, that's good ideas. You're full of good ideas. There you go. I don't okay. know if they do it at Blue Ridge though. Yeah. Um, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if they do it because uh, the year, the well, the venue they do it at now, they just did it, the first year they did it. The venue was last year. I went in 2021. So I don't know the configuration of the venue or how stuff like that would work, but have you come up with an idea for something to do? like that for blue ridge this year um i don't know it had to be amongst like the groups like because that's what started all that was the rocklahoma the various like campgrounds like the camp groups they were organizing this thing among amongst themselves you know they're they're over the course of like four days they're figuring out like activities to do when there's not bands playing at night or during the day or whatever and that's just one of the things that they put together so we should probably actually do because we we were in these Rocklahoma groups when we were doing this. We were brainstorming different fun ideas just with mm -hmm. people that were planning on being there. Yeah. And one that we didn't partake in that we all kind of regret is drunken tricycle uh, yeah. Olympics. <laughs> we were gonna do a tricycle race where every time you take a lap, you have to you have to chug liquor yeah. and then try and get yourself around. We're covered in mud. But the thing about it was, it was at like eleven a.m. <laughs> and we yeah, yeah. it was at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> these people oh my gosh the people who go to festivals like most of them they go hard mm -hmm. i i've never been to like a real music festival like warp tour like i don't consider that really yeah i know but like i didn't realize <laughs> look at his face i know i didn't realize like going into rocklahoma like how hard these people went they literally are up all night they probably stay up to like 5 a.m. They get like an hour of sleep and it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And I don't know how these people are like in their 40s and 50s and shit. I don't know how they do it because like I need like my eight hours of sleep. So I don't know. I do I do feel like we need our redemption, though. We should do the, the drunken tricycle race. Maybe we should bring that to Blue Ridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which to defend ourselves, we also did play another festival the day before. So That's it, true. We, so we have we had back to back festival slots. Yeah. That's true. Like, that was in Oklahoma heat, so like that that gets yeah. to you too. Yeah, that, that Yeah, we that, we that, played a concert on a lake before that day. <laughs> yeah. Well Tyler and I, we thought it we we thought we were like sixteen again. And so <laughs> as soon as we were done playing our set, we were just like Oh man, you know what we should do? We should jump in the water with them because everybody just came up to the stage on floaties. <laughs> and so, I, so Tyler and I literally, we the last song we were playing, our song called Parasite, we kicked off our shoes, took emptied out our pockets, and we just did a flip into the lake. 
with our pants on, and I'm pretty sure that Tyler had chains Awful. on. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> I was wearing trick pants. Yeah, so everything was weighing us down, and we were just like, oh, fuck, we can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, we almost lost a bass player and a guitarist that day. Oh, yeah. It was a... Uh, hold on. Before that, before that even happened, it was before we went on, they came up to me, and they're like, are you going to do that? I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, come on, don't be a pussy, you coward. And then they did that and almost killed themselves. So it's <laughs> like... <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> the, the lake water is 40 to 60 feet deep. So it's not like there was nothing there to stand on. And uh, we joked because we stopped, what, four or five times to swim 50 feet? <laughs> we were just so much out of shape and just, we couldn't do it. Yeah, so we it was just, like anything to hold on to. We're gonna breathe for five minutes and then go a little further. Oh my god! We we got off and we we're I'm, I'm packing the stage because I he was doing that, so I told yeah. him I help get, grab his stuff and his yeah. stuff. I get all the stuff off the stage. I'm like, where are they? <laughs> like, are they okay? And it was probably another 10 minutes go by. I see him walking towards me, just like panting still. It was rough. <laughs> I, I asked two ladies if I could borrow their floaty because I was out of shape. I was so out of shape. <laughs> well, your jeans were like, you guys are both wearing freaking jeans. <laughs> and they're just like weighing you down. Worth it. I would do it again, though. <laughs> okay, here's what you here. Here's my suggestion. Because I feel like this is going to potentially happen again, especially if Tyler is saying this was absolutely worth it. The next time you're playing something like that, go up on stage and be fully prepared for this. Everyone go up and have a pair of water wings on so that yeah. you're all ready to jump in. Everyone's going to be wondering, why are they wearing water wings up on stage? But then, you know, stuff starts happening. It's like, wait a minute, if they're wearing water wings, then they're either doing something really weird or they're about to jump in the water at some point during this. And then, of course, you can Safety first. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, you have to wear like cargo pants or like bathing suit bottoms because we're like an inner tube around yeah. the waist and all that. <laughs> and and actually, to to piggyback off of your, I love your idea. Actually, I think this one who we've called a coward <laughs> that didn't jump in, I think he should wear the floaties as well and still just stand there. I'm gonna have <laughs> bathing suits on, and I have the thing about not wearing shorts on stage. It's just not my thing. But if I do that, I'm just gonna wear a bathing suit. Well, I'm, I'm saying you just wear the floaties, but don't jump in. Just stand <laughs> okay. there. Yeah, okay, I was that. so close to falling. Like they jumped in as I was finishing like my last note. And then I saw them jump in and I didn't know they were going to like really jump in. And then I was like, I was like, I got to do this too. So I was like, I took off like my in-ears and like, I was trying to like, start to like take stuff off. And then I saw them struggling and I was like, maybe not. <laughs> I want to wear a unicorn floaty around my waist. During yeah, time. you just, definitely need the, the, the rainbow unicorn floaty just around your waist. Yeah. And then everyone jumps in and you're just standing there, the floaty just not doing it. Yeah, yeah. Nah. I, I love it. I love it. Because then people will confuse us for the Bloodhound Gang, and I'm okay with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be hysterical. But now I'm kind of thinking about too, because I know with Blue Ridge, at least, I still know they do. They have you know the on-site camping, and yes, people at festivals, especially when we go, we are crazy as all hell. We will get up. Is super early still because you know the sun's out. We're not gonna sleep when the sun's out, but we're gonna yeah. party all night because hey, we don't have to go to work. We're at our favorite place in the world right, right. now, and we get to rock out for fucking three or four days. Or if you're like me, it's just like, okay, I just went through and just smashed the the hell out of a bunch of people because mosh pits. <laughs> I got to do it, and I got to drink because you know I got to numb the pain for the next day. I got to be prepared for this stuff. Yeah. So we're constantly going in. Yeah, you'll see the 40, 50-year-old guys. I still remember this was last year for uh, Larder Than Life. Unfortunately, I didn't camp, but end up staying in a hotel. My buddy and I, we drive in. We start tailgating like two hours before the shows, before even gates open. And uh, we end up playing, start blasting music, blasting like Beartooth, Wage War, Polaris. 
these two guys, about 23, 25 years old, come up, and their dad was with them. He's like 52. Their dad goes crowd surfing. He's drinking more than oh all of us. God, he's amazing. having a blast. He's calling himself Festival Dad now. I'm just like, well, <laughs> this is how it happens. And we're going again this year. We're all sharing an Airbnb together because we all want to hang out with them and Festival Dad. Yeah. So, so with your Blue Ridge 2023 thing, you could possibly get going a drunken tricycle race. If you're a part of those groups, you can start trying to set something up like this. And then it's like eternal frequency is having a drunk tricycle race on the campground at 11 a.m. Honestly, I I feel like it would happen too. It'd probably work out. It would probably work out. The thing is, is if you started promoting it now, you could potentially have like 500 to 600 people ready to go. And not only that, but oh people God. would bring tricycles already ready to go. It's like, let's go do this shit. People probably have tricycles that we could use. Like, I'm just Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or if that is the case, I'm nominating this one who will not jump in the water because he is an alcoholic. So let's, <laughs> let's do or, this. Or instead of just instead of just any kind of tricycle make it like you got to get adult big wheels so you have to have the big fucking plastic yeah wheels. yeah <laughs> that's exactly now we're talking oh. and, or like and one then, of those razor scooters where you have to like push with your leg oh fuck you know how hard that would be oh god i, I mean if you're out of shape that'd be tough but the and that's not even the worst part the worst part about it is what happens when you try and break and it's like you get the little like metal brake on the back if you're not yeah. wearing shoes you're screwed also if those things whip around and hit you in the Ooh, ankles in the shin? You're, you're, oh my you're, god you're gonna you're gonna feel pain you haven't felt since 2003 oh my god straight True. up True. straight up that that was a natural occurrence as a child for sure that, that scooter's gonna that scooter's gonna whack you in the shins, and you're gonna go back to a time when you were when when we were all young and Meteor by Lincoln Park had just come out, and it was oh life was simple at that point in time. But then you're gonna realize no, it's 2023, and you just whack yourself in the ankles with a razor scooter. Yeah, right. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 28. Oh, you're like a year older than me. You're AJ's age. Yeah, hey! <laughs> What's up? What's up? About 2008, like you know. Guess how old Justin is. <laughs> Um, no. 32. I, I love you. I, we are totally <laughs> just very the answer good Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm pushing 40, man. I, 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 I would say I never would have guessed that because I wouldn't have guessed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's just, say, let's just say this. Um, my tattoos consist of Darkwing Duck, Jinko, and Nintendo 64 logos and stuff like that. Basically, I'm just an 80s kid that was living the 90s life. So... Well, shit! If you got an N sixty four tattoo on you, then well, maybe I okay. Maybe I should actually come out to Blue Ridge, and then instead of you can have a drunk tricycle uh, race one day, and then have a whole entire N sixty four Super Smash Bros tournament the next day. <laughs> yes, Bros. please. Uh, GoldenEye. Yeah, so you guys are playing GoldenEye recently. Yeah. Pokemon Puzzle League. We can play some of that. That's straight up my alley too. I'll I'll say. Give me a second. Kirby sixty four. Uh, so we got, we go with some, oh you know, Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. Kirby Dark, Diddy Kong Racing. There we Let's go. See what else we got? You know, of course, good old Mario Kart. Yeah. yeah. Oh Dude, else. I had that game. Oh my god. Do some dog fights in Star Fox. Oh, oh my god! Are you kidding? Else? I suck at that game. Now. Of course. So good at it. That's it. Everyone's got to That's the game. That's oh, Super yeah. Smash Bros. You guys said. There good we go. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. If we want to play the not as good James Bond game from the N64. I liked that era, game. But this was I the liked, one I, I had played. that game. I had the blue one. I liked it. Good old Perfect, Perfect Dark. Dark. Yes. Yes, I was just about to say that. Let's see what, what else. Um, you have Legend of Zelda? Let's get casual and go Mario Golf. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Do you have Mario Tennis? Oh, yeah. I don't have yep. Mario Tennis. That's Legend of Zelda is my favorite. Um, 
you know what? Rated M, crazy game. Cocker's bad, bad for a day. day. We got him. That'd be one to play to. Um, let's see. Ow. Yeah, that's Donkey Kong 64. Is that Donkey Kong 64? That's Donkey Kong 64. Oh, yeah, it is. Yep, see, you're not right for the cartridge. I still have my PlayStation 007. It, wait, is that Agent uh, Under Fire? Or is that, uh, which one is that? It. I know, I'm trying to see. Everything or nothing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you I got was... the Pokemon Stadiums. I saw that, too. Dude, yeah, I love Pokemon Dude, that Stadium. game got stolen from me as a kid. Um... And then, of course, you know, let's just, let, let's just play some good old platforming. Let's just go platform yeah. and have a blast. I suck at that game now, too. It's really upsetting. Wait, did you, show, did you have Donkey Kong 64? Yeah, it was the yellow cartridge. Oh, okay, yeah, that's, I had that, too. Uh, you, said that, you said blue cartridge, right, Amel? I gotta find I had the it. blue for um that other James Bond game. The, oh, the what? world is not enough? The world's not enough, yes. Say, because I do have a blue one, but it is Yes, for... the blue one. What was the difference? I don't know. This one's yep, Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, Tony Hawk. Oh my god. Dude, I'm reliving my childhood right now. I'm having fun with this now because I'm like, shoot, I li literally now I've like pulled this out. I've got like and Nintendo 64, 64 games all, all across my desk right now. I'm like, well, that happened. It looks good for you. It's perfect. Yeah. You should you should consider keeping that there yeah. when you do more videos. It's good feng shui. <laughs> it's, 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 it's good feng shui and the crazy thing. Where are you from? Can we come over and play? I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So oh shit. If you can, if Amy you can Walk make, in, which is Algonquin for the good land. Thank you. <laughs> You're right, Pete. Thank you. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're L not worthy. L literally, when I saw when I saw Beartooth and Disturb here, David Draymond broke that out. I'm like, yep, I knew he was gonna do that. But here, here, it's okay. Here, here's the thing, and I, I can make a deal with you on this. Literally, right now. Oh crap. Because this is, no, 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 no. It, well, it's it's partially something that you're going to have to pull off, but then the rest is going to come to me. However, I think it's something you're going to want to pull off eventually. So, Please. because I, I doesn't, I don't think I'm going to make it to Blue Ridge this year, unfortunately. So, I won't be able to bring all this stuff around. But, if you, if you're able to, you know, if you're playing shows and you come around my area. And I, I'm from Milwaukee, but I always go to, I always go to shows in Milwaukee because that's where I'm from. But I always go to shows up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in Madison, Wisconsin, and always go to Chicago as well. So, if you end up playing a show somewhere around me, let me know, and I will show up early as possible. I will bring all of this. I'll bring. Oh my the god! N the N sixty four is sitting right here. I've, oh yeah. my god! I've got not one, not two, not three, not four. I've got seven controllers. So for some reason we break one. We've got extras. And <laughs> I'll bring all this shit, and then before the show, after the show, both. I don't care. We'll I'm just start so playing ready. some N sixty four. We'll have a blast. So ready. We're gonna say fuck the show after an hour, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep playing. Too tired. Yeah. Cancel it. Yeah. It's like, oh, show's about to start. It's like, nah, 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 man. I've collected 190 gold bananas. I got 10 more to go. I've been on this all day. <laughs> oh my god. I, I I need that swap out barrel. Give me Chunky Kong. I'm still trying to like they um. So on the Xbox, they finally put on the Golden Eye oh, for yeah, Xbox. Yeah. So I, it's the same version of as the N64 version. And so I started replaying it again. And I realized how actually hard it got with like the double O agent. And I I suck at it and I'm horrible at it. And I yell obscenities and stuff like that yeah. constantly. That's when you question whether or not Loki was beaten because he just cowers when she, <laughs> no! starts, when she starts swearing. No! She, doesn't, she doesn't beat him. She doesn't beat him. Let's no! clarify that. <laughs> He's coming yeah, in, so, buddy. Sadie's just here. like, who said my name? Come here, come here, Loki, come here. No, but um, I I didn't realize how hard the game was. Like when you're a kid, it's like not hard for you, but now it's like, wow, I just suck. I suck. 
Yep, that's how I'm now with these games. That that happens with me in every single video game now, except for these N64 games, because I don't play any really like recent video games. I'll just play the N64 and just go with that. So if I'll put it this way, if anyone wants to try and challenge me in Diddy Kong Racing, I say go for it. But you're gonna need a lot of luck. <laughs> the only thing, the only thing I might be able to beat you in is uh, Smash Brothers because I am. I am a I'm a boss at that game. Okay, then so I got then then we'll like I gotta go with this. Who's N- your character? I'll say N64 N64 version, who's your character? I'll mine I when I was a kid, I'd always play as Link in the N64 version. Okay. But yeah, then my best friend got was in college, he got so damn good at the game where Link was just too was too heavy and the attacks took a little too long. Nope, so he's he not would a good kick character. my ass. Any other game, Melee, Ultimate, Brawl, I will kick everyone's ass as Link, no questions asked. Listen, Kevin, but, listen, Kevin, I'm going I'm to whip out Kirby, or I'm going to whip out Pikachu, and I'm going to bust your ass. Problem, uh, is, is that, problem is, if we're playing the original, I'm going Pikachu as well. I go Falco. Falco's mine. But or, Kirk, uh, Kirby, Kirby like is such a broken character. He is such a broken character. And AJ and I will go play Super Nintendo and live in another time. We can play Yoshi yeah, yeah. Story from Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I love that game. I'll still get my ass kicked, though, because I just don't play video games. I'm going to play F-Zero because <laughs> over the years I've accrued anxiety, and I want to put it to the test. Because that was the game that, <laughs> even though I was six years old, that gave me anxiety. Right. So you, you agree with my theory on anxiety, why we're all anxious now. It's because of all these old-school games. Oh, fuck yeah. Sure. Great. Join me in this theory. You ready? Sure. All right. So you play Banjo-Kazooie and all that. Oh, I play it uh, all I'm the time. A reason why I feel like this entire generation is anxious is because we played these games like Banjo, Mario, all that. Mm-hmm. The game made you, they were so sensitive, the controls, and you couldn't change the sensitivity. So sure. that was always super sensitive. And they always made you go right to the exact edge to get whatever, whenever you needed it. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're all anxious now is because we all had to creep to the edges to collect crap <laughs> and we couldn't do anything about it. And that's why. So that's, I would die on that hill. No. That, that's an incredible theory. And I do want to think about that a little bit more because that would make a good amount of sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, playing games now, like racing games. I was like, man, I crush, but like I play Banjo Kazooie and I'm like, why is this guy on my ass the entire time and like somehow going past me? Like, <laughs> you have to win by the skin of your teeth with everything you do in those old it's school true. games. It's true. It's so true. Exactly the same way. All I do now is like snowboarding games and Mortal Kombat yeah. because it has an end and my controller doesn't vibrate. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Well, that's something I'm still, I still play all these. Every year I'll play Banjo-Kazooie. I'll play it all the way through at least once and try and mm-hmm. beat my time from the previous one. Oh, I'm trying to get there. I'm stuck on the game board. I can't get past the game board just yet. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, I'm there. I've lost like six times. I haven't touched it in three weeks because I rage quit. Oh. <laughs> Just send it to me. I'll get through it in like 20 minutes. Max. I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> I've shifted to uh, Ocarina of Time. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. Oh, that's the best game okay. ever is Ocarina of Time. But I, I'll even add I'll even add a little deal that I made as well. So where where did I put the good old Super Smash Bros? So oh. when that happens, when you guys either play, come to Milwaukee to play, come to Chicago, go to Green Bay, go to Madison, or if I get the chance to go and see you play like, you know, in your like around where you guys are, I will bring the N64. I will bring Smash Bros. I'll bring all of this shit. We can play through it, but I'm going to use Smash Come Bros. Come on over. Break Our I'm door use, is open. Our door is open. I'm going to use Smash Bros. for this specifically. It'll be, we'll go best of five for this, okay. this specific deal. Best of You're five. You're on. You're on, Kev. If you win, if you win, I owe you two cases of beer. 
Two. That, that's all no. you. Yeah, I, I don't drink beer. <laughs> okay, so um, just then, just we'll get uh, we'll, we'll get one, we'll get one case of beer and then one case, of whatever the hell else you guys want. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's the Italian, so just get her like a couple bottles of wine. That's it. Yeah. I'm a wino. All right, fair enough. I'll get a case of beer and maybe a case of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get that box wine. We're going classy now. Yeah, oh, right? oh, oh, yeah. We're going. We're going with Franzi. We're yeah, going you stick a freaking straw on the top like a juice box. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens if uh, you win? What happens if I win? Yeah. Then you guys owe me a case of beer. Oh, that's <laughs> right. yeah. Considering how much of a sort of loser, loser she is, she's going to be like, I don't know you. Get the fuck out. Go back to this house. So. No. Okay. I have I'll, have to, I'll, I'll have to come back with a, bo- with a box of Franzia anyway and be like, this is a consolation prize. No. <laughs> we need a freaking deep dish pizza because you guys have the good pizza up that way. Alrighty, if, if if it's in Chicago, then we will get, then, uh, then it will be a deep dish pizza. If it's in Chicago, it'll be a deep dish pizza. I like it. Yeah. Rough. Oh yeah. You like the sauce pizza? Well, I was being in Chicago before. I barely finished the one slice I had. So good. And I so was good. they literally took us out because I was there for training for the job I had at the time. Glorious. Oh okay. Yeah, it's well. I'll put it. I'll I'll get one large pizza. We'll we'll I'll, we'll play this if if it, if it's me. Play before the show. If I lose, I'll order a pizza. You guys go play the show, and the pizza will be there, hot and ready when you guys are done. I love yeah. it. I love it. Cool. Sounds good to me. Either question is this, this either one of this needs to happen yes absolutely. oh absolutely and even if it's something where all of a sudden i just show up randomly in pennsylvania with a nintendo 64 and all these games and be like you yeah. guys ready you just come over <laughs> come over to the apartment you're welcome anytime Seriously. we're always ready yeah <laughs> we i'll say at that point too i'll end up bringing you know the answers for i'll end up having like a case of uh beer that you can only get in wisconsin i'll end up bringing some wine too and i'll be like you know what i really don't care we're just making this a day They're whispering about something. I don't know what. Oh, he made a reference, but it's all good. Yeah. We should not move on. Huh. Reference Cincinnati. AJ had a bug on his back. We were just, you know. <laughs> yes, 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 as Tyler said, we're on a Cincinnati. We're on a Cincinnati. We're on a Cincinnati. <laughs> See, you got that reference, right? Oh, absolutely got that reference. Yeah, so you You're got going all Bill Belichick on me. Yeah. I'm not going to miss reference. out on that. All no right. one else is into football like I am, so they, they don't get yeah. that one. Well, they gotcha, kind of they, they kind of are. He's definitely not. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you on that one. One more question before we head out. So I know you guys are playing Blue Ridge in 2023. What else can we expect from Eternal Frequency in 2023? I have to bring it back at some point to the music, even though we just went on a 15-minute tangent about the greatness of N64, and now we get into a big old battle with you guys. I'm not mad about it. On Super Smash Bros., that's going to involve either deep dish pizza or beer. Or wine. Or all of it. Or yes. All of it. By the end, let's just have a party and we all win. Yeah. I like that. Let's just hang out. Let's just hang out. I'm good with that. What are are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? This year? In 2023. Oh, for... We're calling it quits. We're retiring. Oh, yeah, we're done. (laughs) We're going to start doing country music and... Yeah. No, we're we're working... (laughs) We actually have a crap ton of new songs that we're working on and stuff like that. So we'll we'll be in the studio... Coming out with a whole bunch of new fun content, music videos, the whole nine, and uh, lots of shows, lots of um, non-local shows, lots of fun things going on, and yeah, yeah. non-local shows. So, any coming my way? <laughs> we can only hope. Hey, send me, send me some venues. Like, give me some venues that you like going to up there. Oh, shoot, it can I, even yeah. be your house. It's fine. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> 
Um, I'm not sure how many people are going to be able to fit in this house right now. So, but you know what? You know what? I'll do this. I'll, I'll, um, after we're all done with this, I'll send you a list of venues from Milwaukee, from Green Bay, from Madison, and from the Chicago area that I go to all the time. Cool. And it's like, okay, take a look at some of those. I'll send you, I'll send you all of them. I'll send you, no matter the size, big, small, whatever it is, I'll send send them all in and be like, okay, check these out. And Perfect. there's probably even Perfect. some more that you could probably check out too. It's like, oh, I'm kind of curious about this one anyway, even though it's like, maybe not be the closest thing, but you know what? I always look at it this way. If there's a show I want to go see and it's with, if it's about at least, it's about at the most two hours driving distance, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I'm going. Mm-hmm. There you go. So. Yeah. So send that over and, um. Yeah, we'll make something work because we'd love to play up that way. Mm-hmm. We haven't yet, so we'd love to. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, you know, by the time that would happen, you guys would be connecting with so many people from the area as well, where by the time that show would go on, it's like, well, everyone already knows eternal frequency. Everyone's already amped up, ready to go. Let's go do this shit. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and that'll be the one, again, where I'll have to take the day off of work so I can just show up with the N64, the beer, the wine, and everything go. and be like, let's go do this shit. And the deep dish. Yeah, and you're going to have to call off the next day, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'll still go in the next day and I'll be like, hey, you know, we need you to, uh, we, we need you to work on this. I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tomorrow problem. Yeah. That, 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 that's a tomorrow problem for Kevin. Kevin, tomorrow's Saturday. It's a Monday, Kevin problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> or it's a you today problem. You pick. Yeah. <laughs> Why do today? We'll be put off till tomorrow. Exactly. But what is today? But yesterday is tomorrow, Mr. Squidward. You Turn that around that real quick. Nope. I heard Squidward. I knew it was SpongeBob. That was the extent. <laughs> he's only seen SpongeBob once in his life. It's because I showed it to him and he's almost 39 years old. It was fantastic. 38 years old. It, it was just not my time, you know? It's not my time. Not nominated. Bullshit. Mine was like was... Guts and Legends of the Hidden Temple. That was my favorite. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I will, I, at this point now, you know, I'm going to be expecting him to watch, go go through, watch SpongeBob, and then try and do a metal version of the Campfire song. Yep. Game. <laughs> I'm totally down. I, I don't you, think anyone. We can work on that as soon as we get off here. No, it's the F is for Friends song. We got to do that. F is for fire that burns down the whole town. U is for is uranium, uranium bombs. bombs. And it's for no survivors when you. <laughs> and then it got yeah, cut off from there. Yeah, F is for friends. Well, that one only lasts about like you know, 30 seconds. U is so. for you and It's like a grindcore song. Four, five. <laughs> and it's for anyone at any time at all. Tell this is how the deep, deep, deep blue, blue sea. Deep blue sea. Whatever lyrics they are. Yes, yeah, deep <laughs> blue sea. Loki is straight mean mugging her right now. So. Oh, shush. Ah, <laughs> uh, silly Loki. I think Loki just wants more attention. It's like, why don't you guys pay attention to me? Come on. I'm here. He's pretty much an only child. Like, I have a cat, too, but you know how cats are. They go off and do their own fucking thing. Mm-hmm. He's basically an only child. Yeah. So You can't well, see him, but we're going to leave it to the imagination. He's sprawled out like a centerfold right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Look how cute. He's so cute. Paint me like one of your French dogs. <laughs> paint me like one of your French dogs. <laughs> well, with that being said, I'll let you guys paint him like one of your French dogs. So as we bring this podcast, to so one thing I always like to do is give my guests, which is all four of you in this chance, or instance, a chance to whatever you want to say, plug or even a plug, promote or promote at the end of the episode. So my friends, the floor is yours. Um, We have a single out that we released like a month ago-ish called Running From Ghosts. It's a killer track. Check it out on all streaming platforms. 
And we love our fans. We love you guys. Anybody else? See you guys this summer. <laughs> See you guys. I don't have anything more to add to that. I'm content. I'm, I'm just I'm just ready to challenge him in this N64 battle. So <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. he wants a, to see Kevin's uh, ass get kicked. Yeah, that's our message. Watch out. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> we'll live stream the whole entire thing and everyone will see. We should. Honestly, we should. I think that'd be great content. It'd be hilarious if you crash and burn too because we talk a big game. We'll talk a lot of shit and then completely suck. Yeah, out. yeah we'll, <laughs> never, we'll never get booked in Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll still be funny as all hell either way. I, I don't exactly. know if, if, if you kick my ass, if I kick your ass, who really cares? It's going to be funny either way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's all for the content. There you go. It's all for the content. Well, now it's time for me in this podcast with three very specific things. So first things first, when it comes to eternal frequency, I mean, you just went through this whole entire podcast. You heard about their ideas around blues. What happened with Rocklamo? What happened when they played at a festival where they jumped in the lake afterwards? The crazy ideas they have to make connections with the fans. Drunken tricycle, you know, N64 tournaments and all. And now, you know, I mean, will plug the song, Grinding from Ghosts. I went through the whole entire song, and goddamn, I have to say, is it good? Yes, yes it is. I have three pages of notes on the whole entire thing. I was ready to go and talk about that song, but of course, N64 took precedence. So, you want to follow along with everything in this band, right? You're, so, you want to follow on Facebook. You want to, you know, follow them there. Twitter, Instagram. Watch the YouTube videos. Follow them on TikTok. Be able to stream their music. You know, especially running his ghost. You want to stream that. Find them online. Find them at a show. Go see the Blue All that stuff. And stay connected with them. The best way to do that is going to be by doing this. Go to the links in the description of the podcast where it says find eternal frequency online. All the links are going to be there. There's going to be labels for each link as well. So all I have to do is click on them and then hit like, subscribe, watch, play, buy, download, whatever it is. I'm doing all the heavy lifting for you. All you got to do is go and just click the thingy. Then you're good. Now it is time for number two. I tend to make a certain promise to guests I enjoy having on the podcast. Way to say thank you for being on the podcast. And I would like to have you on again in the future and continue to support you any any way. However, I kind of amped it up already with the whole N64 thing. <laughs> but I will still include this in there. We'll still go through the whole N64 thing. We'll still go through it all. We'll still go nuts with it. And there's still going to be beer, wine, deep dish. But if for some reason it the N64 thing doesn't happen the first time I see you guys play live, if it can't happen for some reason, maybe scheduling's off, maybe for some reason, you know, I, it takes like at a time I can actually get out to the shows like 20 before it starts. When I see you perform live for that first time, if the N64 thing doesn't happen the first time, my promise to you is this, and that's first rounds on me. No matter what, I will find you. I'll go Liam Meeson and look for you. I will find you. The first round will be on me. Trust me. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. <laughs> will, will I be dressed like Liam Neeson? Probably not. <laughs> you got time. You figure it out. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, old man leather jacket and jeans is really my kind of vibrato. But no, you're gonna be a, you're gonna be a cucumber. You're just gonna always, be a sea cucumber. Just always have that melancholy look of concern where you're just like. There you go. There you. You got the eyes perfect. You got the eyes perfect. Yeah. I will oh, find this, you, and I will kill you. <laughs> I will find. I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. And first round's on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is time for number three. So I cannot end this podcast in all good conscience by saying goodbye because this was fun as all hell. I would love to have all of you back on the podcast again in the future. And I can't say goodbye because I mean hell. Super Smash Bros. It's got to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. happen. So it's goodbye is way too final. It's not goodbye. We, see you we later, ain't saying fam. It, exactly. I'm going to end it by saying, I'll see you later. Training begins now. Woo!
Well, folks, that's my interview with Amel, Justin, AJ, and Tyler from the band Eternal Frequency out of Central Pennsylvania. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. And one thing I mentioned about the band was something similar to Patient 67 where they build up on connecting positively with every person they interact with, whether it's people that are directly at their shows, whether it's people that they connect with online within their community, or whether it's what they did with Rocklahoma in 2022, where they connected with people in the Rocklahoma groups in that community in order to create a positive interaction with them so that they could you know, feel comfortable going out there, playing the show, and get more people connected to them as well. They're doing it with Blue Ridge once again, and you saw in this whole entire podcast that that was the way it was. I mean, the way that we connected positively to just go off on a tangent with N64 for like 15 minutes and then come up with a whole entire bet where I'm going to bring an N64 to a show when they come play by me and we're just going to end up jamming, playing, having a blast, then go show playing, seeing them play, me moshing, and then all of a sudden, you know, having some deep dish pizza, drinking beer, drinking wine, playing more Smash Bros. afterwards. Yeah, that doesn't happen unless you connect very positively with the band and they have that positive notion going from they're going to end up doing something like that for Blue Ridge 2023. I can almost guarantee it. Actually, I can guarantee it. it's going to be crazy. It might be a giant big wheel race. It might be a fine, where's Emil? Where's Waldo type situation? Scavenger. It might be the bingo card. I don't know what it might be. But what I do know is it's going to be something that if you're going to Blue Ridge, you're going to want to know all about and you're going to want to connect with them because it's fun. Why not? Let's have some fun. Let's have a blast. This is this is life. You know, we only get one shot at it and we don't get out alive. So why take it too seriously? Let's have some fun with this. And they're bringing that positivity with their music and just with how they connect with people. It is something that is absolutely fantastic and you should not miss out on it. I am very much 100% behind this band because of that fact. And seeing where those are the connection points, getting on Rocklahoma, getting on Blue Ridge, the whole entire thing with Daryl from Run DMC that literally just happened with Emil. How crazy is that? That doesn't happen unless you're putting positivity on the world, you're doing a continuous basis, and you're able to just feed off that and create that positivity everywhere. So I do want to thank the band podcast. Thank you for sharing that. This was amazing. If you want to, not if you want to, you should be following internal frequency online. Go to the link to the podcast where it says Fire Internal Frequency Online. You'll see links labels for all their social media accounts. Where you can watch YouTube videos where you can stream music, buy the music, download the music, buy some merch, and get those content tickets. Links description of the podcast. Also, make sure you follow along with the Corporate Progression Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, mostly Facebook and Instagram, where we will post about all the stuff with the con- with the podcast, Wednesday night live streams, all that good kind of stuff as well. Short content you're not going to want to miss out. So click the link description of the podcast. Just follow us on social media and follow us there. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching YouTube, so hit that subscribe button or hit that follow subscribe button if you're on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, or anywhere else you might be listening to this podcast. It really helped us out. I want to thank you for subscribing. If you're not subscribed, be like, man, you probably should because it'd be awesome. If not, I totally understand. Thank you for stopping by anyway. I really do appreciate it. Remember, hit that subscribe button. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Also, thank you, Phoenix Fitness, for sponsoring this podcast. I'm sorry using the code CPP20 at FX.com. Links to the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you, Amel. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, AJ. Thank you, Tyler, for being on the podcast for your first time. Not the last time, though. On that note, that's usually the guys. Thank you for listening to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!